Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, hello and happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And for those who are in the L.A. area, the call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including all those right here in the absolutely beautiful, gotta love summer San Francisco Bay area, the toll-free number is 877-697-9725. Now, if you're going to call in and just listen, then that is awesome. If you want to call in and if you have a question, then press 1 and producer Kaina will be with you. And the chat room is open. So if you want to log in there and listen in on the show, if you have any questions or comments, I will be logging into the chat room after the show and I can address myself to that. So today we're going to be talking about East meeting West. And what I'm talking about is the concept of healing and wellness and the fact that there seems to be a certain division in the concept of someone needs to do in order to take care of themselves. And pretty much there are as many ways for us to take care of ourselves as there are people who are willing to tell us ways to take care of ourselves. And you've got everything from uh, conventional Western medicine to, you know, Eastern philosophies and, you know, Native American traditions and indigenous traditions and, and a whole lot of stuff. My feeling is it all works best when East meets West. And it's it also kind of a, a misnomer, at least as far as I'm concerned, the idea of anything that is not Western is Eastern because we also have, there's a lot of, of healing traditions coming from all over the world. So the idea is that essentially it's either traditional conservative, you know, MD type of, you know, medicine, the practice of medicine, and at the other end of the spectrum is energetic healing and um, meditation and affirmations and all of that stuff. And and all along that spectrum, there's herbal remedies and there's um, exercise and there's there's all kinds of things, the non-traditional uh, complementary alternative modalities, massage, and, and, and just all that kind of stuff. So the idea that the body is probably one of the most amazing things that I can think of. The human body, when you think about how many times the system self-corrects without us even knowing it, it is hundreds of thousands of times that your body will in any, you know, given moment will make an, you know, a huge number of adjustments. It's adjusting your temperature. It's adjusting your respiration. You know, if the pH is off a little bit, it may increase the respiration a little bit in order to, you know, create a, a more acidic or basic 
sort of pH to the body. And there's like a really tiny window of a healthy pH, and the body is able to maintain that. It's able to adapt to the heat outside in order for your body to keep moving as optimally as it can. Now, we also have our part. I mean, if you're out there and, you know, enjoying the sun and you're not drinking water, you're going to dehydrate. Well, up to a certain point, your body is just going to go into adapting mode. And it's like, okay, we'll shift this, we'll shift this, you know, we'll slow down the perspiration, we'll do all this stuff. But if you don't help, if you just keep going and doing what you're doing, the body's going to go, oh, okay, you don't want to help us, we're going on strike. We're shutting down and then maybe we'll get your attention and you'll take care of us. Because I do not know anybody, including myself, who has not worked past the point where they needed to stop and rest or stop and get something to eat. And, you know, we get we get involved in things, especially when it's nice weather outside. We're doing all the outdoor projects. Maybe you're out, you know, at a sporting event or something. And you don't want to stop what you're doing in order to take it easy or take a break. Oh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take a break in a little bit. Well, the body reaches a point where it decides, you know what, you're not going to listen to the little subtle hints that we're giving you, so we're going to kick it up, and you're going to listen to this. And eventually, if you don't listen to it, we're all going to have a problem. So the body has this amazing ability. I mean, and not just to adapt, but to actually be able to take care of itself through a healing process. When we're sick, we go and we lay down and we rest ourselves and immediately our immune system is kicking in and it's taking on, you know, all comers and saying, all right, you know, you're, you don't belong here. We're going to combat you and get this system back into working order. It is amazing. I am so in awe of the capacity of the human body to adapt. I mean, that, that Olympic athletes, can be able to get their bodies to lift weights that, you know, normally you wouldn't be able to lift or to run at speeds that most people would not think possible to do endurance work to, you know, it's just amazing that if we treat the body right and if we challenge it just enough to where it's always getting better and better and better, it's amazing what we can achieve. And there are times when the system messes up. There are times when something happens that challenges the system more than it can adapt to. And in that case, the system needs help. It needs support. And that's where I come in as, as a doctor of chiropractic and you know, checking alignment, making sure that the nervous system is to work in, in the optimal ways that it needs to, that there's no impingements, things like that. And, and I truly love what I do. And incorporating body work, being able to, it's like, okay, let's get the muscles to relax, and then the body can be able to self-correct. So the idea that we can help the body in what it does naturally. And sometimes things move faster than the body can be able to work with. Sometimes There's trauma. Sometimes there's a major illness, and the body needs help. And the question comes in, where do we go for the help? Well, pretty much my feeling is you go any place you can for the help, figuring out what is the help that you need. 
And, you know, as both a doctor and an energetic healer, I kind of walk between the worlds of conventional medicine modalities and spiritual practices. And it's important to remember, one, that there's light and shadow in all things, and two, that that includes healing traditions. And so today we're going to be kind of looking at ways of managing, finding that balance of body, mind, and spirit, and embracing all the possible aspects of healing. And as somebody who, you know, really spends a lot of time in in spiritual communities and speaking with spiritual healers, I always find it really interesting that there is kind of a tendency to really sort of jump on, you know, Western practices and they're all shills for the pharmaceutical companies and all of this and a lot of negativity. And one person actually said, well, you know, you can't trust a doctor. And I looked at them and I said, well, I'm a doctor. They said, well, you're not like a real doctor, which is such a compliment. Um, and I understand why people say that. I'm, I don't fit the mode and the model of what one would expect. I almost never wear a white coat. And my office is filled with plants and, and stones and, and, you know, it's, it's very relaxing. But I get to spend a lot more time with my patients than a lot of doctors do. And I'm able to decide that on my own. So, you know, there may be doctors who work in the medical systems and, you know, with the HMOs and stuff who would love to be able to spend a half an hour with somebody. But because of the restrictions they exist under, well, that's not okay. And they have to be able to work within that framework. So the idea that, you know, somebody is an MD, it does not mean that they don't care. It does not mean that all they care about is, well, they only care about dealing with symptoms and they only care about, you know, writing a prescription and they don't spend a lot of time. Like I said, they're not really able to spend as much time maybe as they would like to. And, yes, medication and pharmaceuticals is a part of that, And, oh, my gosh, thank God we have medications. Thank God we have, you know, painkillers. And while, yes, we can balance it out, it doesn't mean that it has to be all one thing. To have that wonderful balance point, it means that we get to say, okay, MD, uh, what is your best estimate of what's going on with me? After they give it, thank you very much. Okay, um, spiritual healer, what is your best guess on what's going on? Thank you very much. Uh, nutritionist, what's your best guess of what's going on? Thank you very much. And then after everybody has brought in their input, then the individual can decide based on overall knowledge. It's like, okay, here's all of the information that's been given to me. Now what do I want to do from here? And I have met some really awesome, awesome MDs and oncologists. And, you know, the oncologist who dealt with my mom, you know, because I lost both my mother and my sister to breast cancer. And they both had the most amazing doctors who worked with them. And, I mean, these people cared. And they were there for them. And you know, they, they focus, and it was like, wow, this person is really very present with my loved one. And 
and they're explaining things in a way that is informative, but it gives the reality of the situation. And I really appreciated both of them. I, I Honestly, I don't know how we could have made it through without their kindness and their staff's kindness. So, I mean, they, they really were both awesome. And when we're dealing with with people, with medical professionals, and, and it's not even really just medical professionals. This is anybody. Every field has people in it who are unpleasant. Every people or every field has people in it who really can rub you the wrong way. Maybe they're a bit abrasive. Maybe they're a bit abrupt. Maybe they're, they're almost dismissive. You can get that in a doctor, a plumber, a, a politician, a tree trimmer, a chimney sweep. It's not about the individual. Or, you know, it, it's, it's about that person is not the best person that you personally would resonate with. You might have um, a mechanic who is abrasive and brusque and is like, you know what, I do not get along with that guy. And yet someone who comes into his garage and notices there's a whole wall filled with, you know, fishing photos and there's some, you know, there's a rotten reel in the office, and they go, hey, you like to fish? And that person would go, heck, yeah, I like to fish. And then they start talking about fishing because they both love fishing. Well, that person would probably say, oh, my gosh, this is the best mechanic in the world. And it depends on that energetic exchange. And, you know, there's the the TV show House. It's been canceled by now. But it was about this tremendously unpleasant, abrasive, hostile doctor who could diagnose anything. I mean, he could pick the most obscure stuff. And, And anybody who's medically trained probably is doing what I was doing, which was going through the episode because they don't tell you to the end. And going through, it's like, wait a minute, I can diagnose this faster than he can. And the idea that he was that amazing, but he was an absolute jerk. And people go, it's like, well, I would never want a doctor like him. I said, are you kidding? I'm not coming to him for warm fuzzies. If me or one of my family members were sick and nobody knew what was going on, that is the doctor I would want. I don't care if he's nice. Does he know what he's doing? You know, is he going to be able to give me an answer that may save the life of me or someone I love? And so the idea of what is the relationship, because first it's you're connecting with a person. And maybe that person really has a lot in common with you. Maybe, you know, there's cultural common places. Maybe there's hobbies that are common. Maybe you notice that he has a picture of a horse on his desk and he says, oh, yeah, that's, that's the horse I own and I love it. And it's wonderful and we go riding. And if you resonate with horses, you two are going to get along just fine. If you hate horses, you're not going to get along so much. But whatever the practitioner is, whatever the doctor is, person before they are the field. And... I like to think, and with as many, you know, I've had a chance not only to work with a lot of doctors in co-managing cases, I've worked on a lot of MDs and, you know, and other members of the field and physical therapists and massage therapists and radiologists and, and all of that. You know, I've worked with them. And the one thing I find in common is that when we sit down and we really talk and, and really communicate, 
from a place of mutual respect, these are phenomenally amazing people who want that person to get to get well just as much as I do. And I think that part of of the challenge is especially as as spiritual people, especially people who, you know, go in for, you know, the meditation, which I think is awesome, and and affirmations and and dealing with whatever issues, you know, on on a spiritual level, assists, and that can help either make something worse or make it better when you come from that place of, okay, how is my energy? What What is around this? Am I feeling a lot of fear? And if there's a lot of fear, yes, things can get worse. And there's mind, body, and spirit. And body, it works best when it's dealt with as that individual element. And yes, while there can be an overlap, there's still more than likely going to be a physical condition involved. So you work with all of them. You find multiple practitioners who can work with all of them. And like I said, I've really been very fortunate to have an opportunity to work with uh, some phenomenal, phenomenal um, folks in a lot of different fields. And once we actually sit down and, yes, you know, they kind of make fun of me. It's like, oh, so you're the one with the plants and, you know, the altars in her office. I've heard about you. And I just kind of, you know, okay, guilty as charged. And then we go into doctor speak. And I spent a really long time in school learning a lot of doctor speak, and I almost never use it because, honestly, it's really difficult to work thrombocytopenic purpura into a conversation with someone. And I don't like using that with patients because of the fact they leave, they have no idea what I said. So if I have to go into the doctor speak, then we make sure that we've had a chance to talk about it and we've had a chance to um, you know, explain what that means because I don't want anybody leaving my office who did not know what it was that I was saying or what it was I was talking about. And as a private practitioner, yes, I have the luxury of being able to take that time. And once we start talking to doctors speak and they realize, oh, wow, yes, she, she does know all this and she is a doctor and it's real, and once I also assure them that I don't think that they're horrible, <laughs> then things get along really, really well. So there are the perceptions. I mean, even within chiropractic, oh, my gosh, there's so many different ways of viewing chiropractic. One chiropractor may believe in practicing a certain way, and another one would believe in practicing a different way. So if we look at it as are about health, we all are about wellness. We all want people to be happy and healthy. It just becomes a question of what's the best way to achieve that. And for me, it really comes from going a very multidisciplinary route. It may be that someone needs, um, they need their blood sugar adjusted they need to get counseling around an issue of depression. And, oh, by the way, we should get this person into a sweat lodge. If we can take and figure out a way to weave all of that in to allow for the body, the mind, and the spirit to all be honored individually, then it really makes for a more positive response by the person. And 
because I'm a chiropractor, there's kind of a, an assumption that I'm, I'm very anti, yeah, and that it really isn't true, not at, not at all. It is about, for me, more of connecting with who that person is. Do I feel like I can communicate with them? And if there does seem to be sort of a, a disconnect, then it's like, okay, you know, it's not about, you know, well, this is a bad person or, you know, all of all of medicine is bad. Because quite honestly, if my appendix is about to rush, rupture, I am not looking for a Reiki practitioner. I'm not looking for a massage. I want someone with a scalpel and some medication and a degree. And I want to be able to say, you know, okay, you know, this is what's going on. All right, let's do this. Once they explain it to me and say, well, you know, this is what these tests are showing now. Because of the fact that I've got the background in it, I can look at the test and it's like, oh, yeah, that's what that test is saying. Now, I know most people aren't, which is why it's really important to be able to have the type of relationship and be able to to address that in a way that's going to really, really give you the outcome you want. Because, honestly, I b- firmly believe that whoever you're dealing with, they want the same outcome you do, which is for you to be pain-free, which is for you to be able to go out there and, and enjoy your life again. It's just a question of how that happens. And I have been so blessed to have had, you know, situations where someone I love is is in a bad way and a doctor's working with them and they come out and they talk to me and I go, okay, I can I can do this. You know, even before I ever became a chiropractor, my youngest son had seizures when he was very young, and it was terrifying. And and watching him do that, and looking at all of the possible things that could be going wrong, and they couldn't figure it out. And his pediatrician and his pediatric neurologist were just amazing, and they walked me through it. They walked my well, myself and my, my husband at that time. And I was just amazed at the compassion that they showed. And and yes, I have dealt also in my life dealt with, you know, medical professionals that were like, Really? Really? Uh no, I'm not gonna deal with you right now. I, I'm no, I'm gonna talk to somebody else. Because there was that dissonance dissonance between us. And I mean, I never know, you know, and and nobody knows what someone is going through that makes them react in a particular way, and especially in, like, emergency room situations. And I remember when my sister was, uh, she had terminal cancer and, you know, I mean, and she fought the good fight for six years, but it had just progressed so much. And so towards the end... I mean, it was just basically about keeping her comfortable, and it had spread through the system. And it was Christmas Eve, and, you know, she wasn't able to breathe, and, and she was in a lot of pain, so we called an ambulance, and they took them. So we get to the emergency room, and the emergency room doctor comes in, and he's looking at her, and he said, well, you know, according to this, she has, you know, the terminal cancer and all of that. And then he looked at us, and he seemed, like, really irritated, and he goes, well, why did you bring her here? And we were just kind of really taken aback at, at you know, his comment. And 
you know, none of us really had an answer. I mean, it was just, we were so exhausted. And so he just kind of looked at us and said, all right, you know, we're going to, we're going to hook her up and we're going to, you know, get her on some oxygen and da, 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 you know, and basic things. And then he walks out. And we were just sitting there like, wow, okay. So I went to go find a coffee machine. And I went into, a, you know, the, the cafeteria, and there the doctor was. And he was sitting there by himself, and, you know, he, he had some files next to him. And so I, I considered not saying anything. And then I thought, no, I need to talk to him. So I walked up and, you know, I gently said, you know, excuse me. And he looks up at me and it was like, he just looked at me and he looked so tired. That's what really struck me was how tired he looked. And he said, what? And I just looked at him and I said, you know, we know she's going to die. And we don't really understand this process. All I know is that she couldn't breathe and she was in pain and it's Christmas Eve and her children are six and ten and we didn't know what else to do. And as I looked at him and he looked at me and I saw his eyes start to kind of well up a little bit and he invited, gestured for me to sit down and he said, I'm so very sorry. He said, I'm just so tired. And today was one of those days when we didn't win a lot. We lost a lot today. And I had to explain that to people. And it was just so hard. But I should not have taken it out on you. I'm just really tired. And after that, we had a wonderful conversation. And he gave me information and and stuff. And he spoke to me, you know, in, in such a gentle way. And then, you know, I went to head back and I thanked him for for taking that time with me. And he gave me a hug. And he looked me in the face and he said, I'm so very sorry. And it was that moment of humanity that took away that, that shortness that he had. He was exhausted. And he had seen a lot of death that day. And here's another you know, at someone else that he can't save. And I would imagine that that gets to you after a while when you're in a field where that is an effect and, and that that's the reality, especially as an emergency room doctor. And so I went back and, you know, and everybody else was all like really still agitated. We're going to complain. I said, no. I said, it's okay. I said, I talked to him. It's okay. Um, he was just really tired, and he gave me this great information, and you know, told me how we can keep her, help keep her comfortable, and you know, and and he didn't have to do that. He could have just gotten up and walked away. But in that moment, we connected as as one human being to another, because both of us, she wasn't there, and she wasn't in that situation. And so, when when I have experiences like that. When I see that in people, when I see the humanity behind it, everybody is is a part of wellness. We're all a part of it. I mean, even, you know, somebody who's just sitting there holding someone's hand while they go through something tough. 
And there's a lot of very cool things about Western medicine. Anybody who knows anything about St. Jude's Hospital that has saved thousands and thousands of children from cancer, and they use all the modalities, mm-hmm. everything. And I can't think of a single person who would say that that's not good, that that's not very cool. So it's always best when East meets West because there is room for all of it in wellness and in health. And the more we incorporate, the more information we have, the more we become a part of the process, either for ourselves, for someone else, that's when the real miracles can happen. And that's the really cool part because we all can do our part. So thank you for joining me, and we'll be back next week. And I've got a really cool show next week that we're going to be doing that's going to be talking about being able to find acceptance and peace for ourselves, our, our lights and our shadow, warts and all. And that's going to be a really cool one. I'm very excited about it. So please join me next week. And otherwise, uh, you can follow me on both Blog Talk Radio and on Twitter, Dr. Eileen HH. And on Facebook, you can uh, like me on Reverend Dr. Eileen Augustine. You can reach me through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. And I will be in the chat room right after the show. So until next time, I wish you balance, I wish you blessing, and I wish you wellness. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Take care, everyone.